Good morning. I'm Weemala, and I'm here on a cold northern Illinois December day, but the sun is so bright and uh, really, really is nice to have a clear, sunny sky. Yeah, it's very, it's very wonderful because we're really, the sun goes down so early, we haven't quite made it to that. Oh, we, we're not, we're still going down. We haven't started, but it will start very soon when the days get a little bit longer. Uh, I had a wonderful retreat at the Siena Center in Racine over the weekend, and it really was uh, restorative for me and I was one of the one of the facilitators so I've done this retreat since 2007 with a very dear friend and wonderful yoga teacher and um, we've done it usually about two times a year the last we didn't do it during the pandemic so this is the first time since February of 2000 it was 19 the beginning of the pandemic right before the pandemic Maybe, maybe exactly a month before we were all on lockdown. So it was wonderful to see people who had been at the retreat, and uh, some a, a few were new, and so new friends and welcoming. I'm not going to say old friends, welcoming <laughs> seasoned friends, and such a restorative weekend right on Lake Michigan. So it. It did a lot of good for me, and I felt uh, I felt I was in my element. It felt like being home in the best way. So, working with a dear friend and being with people that I really care about, and letting people um, take care of themselves, really seeing people begin to understand nurturing themselves, because we often get so depleted. And so many people are juggling. So many people are juggling uh, taking care of older parents, taking care of uh, family, and people who have been sick, or people who who are really uh, they're worried about the the health of other people in their family, and taking care of them, and doing a beautiful job. But there really is that need for time for yourself and it it comes it comes to us all throughout our lives not you know you can be just as young you can be a teenager and you need to learn how to take care of yourself and have ways to restore yourself your real self anyway it was lovely and it was lovely being at the lake and uh even if you just take an, a day for yourself, one day, and just make it about taking care of yourself in the most beautiful ways. Uh, it doesn't mean go out shopping and spend a lot of money. and It's not that kind of restoration. It's resting, getting the rest you need. It's practicing, uh, maybe taking a walk or two during that day, but just make it be for you and what you need to take care of you and restore you, restore your 
Yeah, Susan is saying a great idea for teens to learn about self-nurturing. Absolutely, because our young adults and teenagers, they, they are under such a great deal of stress. They always have been, but they're under so much stress with the pandemic and how it's changed their social systems and changed so much in their lives, and it's still a little crazy um, with schools and the, all the issues with the pandemic still going on. So it's, yeah, the earlier we can learn, uh, even young kids need to be able to have some restorative time in their lives, right? Not just one activity to another. The fear, the fear of missing out, FOMO, is, is something that as parents, I can remember thinking I had to take my kids to give them an opportunity to take all the classes that, that you know, were going on and the things to learn. Let them, and, and they were really good. They were often like, that's enough, Mom. You know, I've got enough on my plate right now. Like, I just want to, I just want to stay at home for a while. And they were good teachers for me. They resisted my impulse to get them involved in every single thing. But they got to try out a lot of things. So today, today I want to read something from uh, the Book of Awakening by Mark Nepo. And this book is special for me because when I first, really when I first, uh, maybe the first year I knew Tyler Lukey and his wife Dee, uh, so Tyler and Dee and Jorian uh, were really in my life uh, when we were all together at kind of the early days of Blue Lotus after uh, in the process of, you know, growing. The Blue Lotus was growing very fast at that point, and we were looking for uh, a new place. So we were in the basement of the Unitarian Church, and it was it was as we were uh, in the process, I think, of looking for a place to buy, and we ended up buying the church because the church had a uh, a new space that was given to them that was a little bit more in the country. But they gave me this book, and Mark Nepo, uh, I didn't, at the time, I didn't, I may have heard the word, his name once or twice. But, I mean, this is many years ago. <laughs> this is, <laughs> oh, I'm not, I don't, they didn't write the year, so that's good. But this book was, uh, and then I've seen Mark Nepo in interviews, and I've seen him on, uh, uh, programs that some of the things, the Zoom groups or the interviews on YouTube where he's talking either to Buddhist teachers or being interviewed with by someone and he's just a beautiful person and it was so lovely to see, it's been lovely to see him and he reads from his books but just to, just to be uh, seeing him talking to someone is he's just a beautiful human being so this book is called the book of awakening having the life you want by being present to the life you have pretty wonderful and it's he, there's some essays but he's also a poet a writer he's um he is he's a very special person
And it, this book is written as uh, with dates, so it's a year's worth. Let's see, Oprah says on the back, a year's supply of inspiration every day and the perfect gift for yourself and friends. So he's written many books, but this, I opened it the other day, and it's what I wanted to read to you and share is Stepping Out of Fear. It just hit me, you know, reading it, because we can have, we can go through fear. We will go through fear and go in and out of it. And we're always working with uh, that fear. That's an emotion. That's a human. That's a survival emotion, right? There, when we were, uh, when we were afraid of being chased and maybe eaten by something, that fear is important. We have to have those, you know, our spidey senses have to be aware of situations that are not safe or things that we we have to. When we're in a survival mode, we have to have enough fear that we don't want to run out of food or not have shelter that we get out and look for it. But so fear is part of our human nature. But as as Buddhists we know we can work with those kind of emotions and just allow them to arise and then and then allow them to when they're when they're ready to leave, then allow them to leave. So sometimes fears we have from the past, if we've never processed them, or we just start identifying ourselves as a fearful person, then it's, we don't let go of those things. We, <clears throat> But when we sit in meditation, that's when we can see things arise, and we can very gently work with it and process it in that way of using a technique like RAIN, to recognize, accept, investigate, and then non, I often will say nourishing, coming back to a nurturing place at the end, but it's Donna uh, over the weekend reminded me that non-identification is also that last step. So, and that's nurturing for us to say, okay, so I feel fear arising. I look at it, I kind of look at it from different angles, uh, and then let it go. It'll, if it needs to be worked on again, it will keep arising. But then we go to non-identification. I am not that. That, it, that fear is not me. It's not mine. And it's not who I am. So we, we want to be able to deal with all those emotions that it will come up that they're human, so we will all have those moments. But to be able to say, this is not who I am, and gradually the process will allow us to let it go, let it go completely. So I want to read this because it's beautiful, and I think it's something we all have passing in and out of our lives. And that's okay. It doesn't mean there's something... It doesn't mean there's something wrong with us or we shouldn't have fear. But but it but when we do have fear, we can work with it so we don't begin to identify that that's who we are and we're full of fear or we're a fearful person or uh, things scare us. We don't want to see ourselves that way and we can work with it gently. But I want to read his 
Stepping Out of Fear begins with a quote, I will always have fears, but I need not be my fears, for I have other places within myself from which to speak and act. And that's Parker Palmer. No feeling takes over our lives more suddenly or more completely than fear. It seems to come up from nowhere and in a blink or swallow can infect everything. The blind Frenchman Jacques Lucédon describes how fear was the only thing that truly prevented him from seeing. Still, there were times when the light faded almost to the point of disappearing. It happened every time I was afraid. If instead of letting myself be carried along by confidence and throwing myself into things, I hesitated, calculated, thought about the wall, the half-open door, the key and the lock. If I said to myself that all these things were hostile and about to strike or scratch, then without exception, I hit or wounded myself. These are all quotes from this, from Jacques. The only easy way to move around the house, the garden or the beach, was by not thinking about it at all or thinking as little as possible. Then I move between obstacles the way they say bats do. Otherwise, what the loss of my eyes had not accomplished was brought about by fear. It made me blind. More than now, that was that was a quote. Uh, it's incredible, right? So, back to Mark Nepo. More than anything, fear blinds, and only by stepping without hesitation into the next inch of the unknown can we build confidence in the life we are about to live. I think that's pretty amazing that fear, fear is what made him actually feel blind. So here's, here are four things that are recommended. Sit with three small items before you. Close your eyes and center yourself. The next one, practice moving through the unknown by reaching without hesitation for each of the items before you. Oh, I see. This is, these are the steps. Okay. So the three items are in front of you. Close your eyes and center yourself. Practice moving through the unknown by reaching without hesitation for each of the items before you. With each breath, pick one up and place it someone else nearby. Keep doing this until your feel, I'm sorry, keep doing this until your reach feels as smooth as your breathing. Maybe you can do that now when we when we start to meditate. I don't have I don't think I'll try to do it because <laughs> I don't have anything to put three things on. Take three items, put them in front of you, maybe maybe uh yeah, within your reach. Practice moving through the unknown. 
by reaching without hesitation for each of the items before you. With each breath, pick one up and place it somewhere else nearby. Keep doing this until your reach feels as smooth as your breathing. Well, that's definitely okay. If you if you can put put that together where you are right now, let that be part of your meditation. really beautiful. Ah, this is great. I'm going to read one more because it's a, a little, it's this one is for the next day. So before we, before we sit and practice a bit and you, maybe you can be looking for your three things. It's called In Your Veins. And you know what, I'll, uh, I'll just read, what I'll do is just read the quote or we'll run out of time. But I, this quote just really draws me in. It's by John Wellwood is the quote. Forget about enlightenment. Sit down wherever you are and listen to the wind singing in your veins. So why don't we do that? So let's sit and listen to the wind singing in our veins. I think it's really good advice too to forget about enlightenment because we'll miss it if that's what we're focused on. We'll miss those moments where we feel completely at one, completely at peace, where we feel like there aren't those defilements and hindrances kind of swirling around in our brain. And if we're so focused on, oh, perfecting ourselves so we can achieve enlightenment, we're missing the whole point. It's not something we achieve and then we can be certified that we're enlightened, right? Um, We really want to be able to experience what's going on right now and just be, just be with it. And everything else will come. So let's sit. We don't have very much time. But uh, we can get started. And if you can, you can continue practicing. Once you sit and once we settle, that's a beautiful time just to keep, keep going. If you have a little bit more time, then... So... You can keep going. So let your spine be straight. Whether you're standing or lying on your back or sitting, feel your feet on the earth or feel your bottom on the earth, however your your posture is. Feel part of you 
on something solid. And that's that represents the earth, even if you're up in a skyscraper. Make that connection to the earth. And just do a quick scan for yourself, running through your body from the top of your head all the way down, all the way through all of your body, being aware of how comfortable you feel or how you can, maybe there's a way to change your posture to help you relax more. Maybe you can lift your spine up, feel yourself just lifting up, roll your shoulders back a little bit, and see how comfortable that feels. Your spine is supporting you. You will feel better than being slumped over. And just scan through your body. And find ways to just make it feel more comfortable, more relaxed, more supportive, as a body supporting you. There are ways that you might be able to readjust your posture to make you feel better. And be aware of your breath as you scan. You might notice it's even easier to breathe because you're lifting up. You're giving your lungs more room to breathe. You're letting the the, uh, spine really support you. When you get your feet, then come back up and just kind of feel that you're washing yourself, just giving yourself uh, kind of an air bath. You're opening up, seeing the ways you can make your body a little more comfortable, and then just relaxing into that. Now just be with your breath. And even mentally do the, the exercise. Imagine there are three objects in front of you. And just have a real a strong sense of their presence. And with clarity and a sense of being able to do it, just imagine if you don't have those three objects, just imagine reaching with your breath, I mean, as you breathe, for one object and then 
picking it up and moving it somewhere else. Do that with all three, with your eyes closed. Just see how that feels. Just stay with your breath. Let your thoughts just come and go. Don't hang on to them. Don't make stories out of them. Just be aware of them. See them rise and see them pass away when you just don't focus on them. Let your body be aware of the feeling tone, pleasant, unpleasant, neutral.
As we end our time together, I hope you can sit longer. We didn't sit very long. But even if you just have time today to stop and breathe and just be with your breath and be aware of the body breathing and relax, Uh, let that let that help you. Let that be your practice for today. Is reminding yourself to stop and feel and breathe. And if you're working with fear, remember that we want to work with it with a lot of kindness towards ourselves and be gentle. But the fear only makes everything worse. It makes it tightens us up. So it doesn't ever get rid of the problem. And we want to move smooth. We want to be able to kind of roll with the punches. So may everything we do and say and think today be done for our own benefit, but also may it be done for the benefit of all living beings, human and non-human. May everyone be well and content and at peace.